Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on November 11th, 2021. 103 years ago, World War I ended. Um, <laughs> that's the subject today, but before we get to that, because I'm going to rant today, all right? For those of you in Europe, please forgive me, but I'm going to rant. <laughs> all right. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow, 2 p.m., we have the vid chat. Get your questions and comments emailed to me before 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, this is going to be a busy weekend. I've got a kind of a crush schedule, so please make sure you get them in before 10 o'clock. <coughs> Pardon me. As usual, I'll be in the chat room. About, oh, I would imagine at least an hour before the scheduled chat is supposed to begin. Anyway, here's my rant. The United States are in a mess. A big mess. Um, I have no hesitation in blaming it on one particular party. Uh, with another particular political party aiding and abetting. Um but I, I have to say, watching the American military in the past few weeks, uh, you might as well buy tickets to the circus. And I didn't realize, and, and I realized how bad it has become with the Afghanistan fiasco. I mean, there's no way to qualify it other than as a fiasco and a geopolitical disaster for the United States and its allies. However or I should say the United States and their allies. Um, I didn't realize how bad it was until I got one particular article today. And that article and the individual speculations says it all. But by way of background, we've watched submarines colliding. Uh, we've watched ships colliding with other ships. The training in the Navy is an absolute mess. We have one of the most, most woke militaries in the world, and by parity of reasoning, one of the most poorly trained, inefficient, and unable to conduct normal combat operations, as far as I'm concerned. So, by way of background, story number one. Listen to this. An undisclosed number, and I've, I've linked all of these articles for you so that you can look at just how bad things really are. An undisclosed number of U.S. Navy submarines have had to undergo additional repairs to ensure they remain seaworthy after a metallurgist, listen to this, spent decades faking the results of strength tests related to the boat's hulls. The person responsible pleaded guilty yesterday to fraud in the case, which related to tests that examined how the submarines would fare in a collision, a very real threat that you can read more about here, or in certain wartime scenarios, like having to dive to great depths and hope that the hull doesn't implode. Elaine Marie Thomas, 67, of Auburn, Washington, was the director of metallurgy 
at a foundry in Tacoma that provided steel castings to electric boat and Newport News shipping, which in turn used them for submarine hulls. The fraudulent activity took place between 1985 and 2017, during which time dozens of nuclear-powered submarines were completed for the Navy. Thomas is said to have provided false results for at least 240 production batches of steel, which amounts to around half of the entire Navy output from the Tacoma foundry in that same period. The best corruption that a bloated defense budget can buy. All right. I've been warning about geopolitical fallout to all of this. Now, for those of you, I know I have a lot of people that watch these news and views in Europe, United Kingdom, France, Holland, Germany, what have you. And you guys are supposed to be our allies. Well, if you guys do an honest assessment, do you trust the United States and do you trust the ability of its military right now? Well, apparently a couple of American allies have other ideas. Here's another little background article for you. Old friends reunited. Germany, Japan expand military ties. Oh, joy. NATO quad off China's shore. And I'm just going to read three short things from this very short article. Japan and Germany expand military ties as German warship sails through the region. Axis Redu, Italy to train Japanese and German fighter pilots at NATO base. <laughs> so there's the third partner. And Japanese Defense Minister Nobuo Kishi said Friday, the country will step up military cooperation with Germany in the Indo-Pacific region as he welcomed a port call by the first German warship to visit Japan in about 20 years. That comes courtesy of WG. So, in the absence of uh, the major block in the alliance, the rest of the alliance just has to fare for itself. Now, here's a good one for those of you who are concerned. Check out this article. In the U.S. military, everything is readiness except actual wokeness. And please note the picture accompanying it. Uh, I don't know if these are actual American soldierettes or not training, but um, I'd be not so afraid of that group of people if I were the Russian army or, you know, any real army in the world. And let me read just a bit of this so that you can get the idea of how bad the wokeness is. Oh, the reports just keep filtering in. Little bits and pieces of incompetence, bad leadership, cowardice, a myriad of bolos and buffoons, ships running aground, ships on fire, being chased off in the Sea of Oman by Iranians in Babe Winkleman's base boat, submariners and their Marxist wives selling secrets, Marines losing on their own turf last week. We'll get back to that one, folks. 
isn't wokeness fun? Thanks to the left and cowardly senior leaders, the U.S. Armed Forces have become the Benny Hill Show with high explosives. Continuing, skipping a little bit. In 2015, the Secretary of the Army, John McHugh, directed all U.S. Army worldwide commands to, quote, listen to this, quote, to balance lactation support and readiness, unquote. Never in a million years did I ever think I'd hear the words breastfeeding, lactation, and U.S. Army used all in the same sentence. Now we get to the other little news item that caught my eye and that I wanted to comment on, but here we go. A recent event I'm calling the Massacre at 29 Palms more than illustrates how absolutely ate up the U.S. military is now. Last week, a combined British Royal Marines, Canadian Dutch, and United Arab Emirates force virtually annihilated the Marines in Exercise Green Dagger, which is designed to test any Marine force preparing for overseas deployment. Apparently, the Marines were so heavily trounced that they had to call for a reset. We get a do-over if we don't do well, folks. Uh, everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> So there you have it, uh, trounced in a military war game. And of course, as all of this insanity is going on, China's testing more hypersonic missiles. <coughs> Russia's beefing up deployment on the borders with the Ukraine, and so on and so forth. Uh, nobody can respect a military like this. Uh, Europe, if I were you, I'd start the rearmament <laughs> because the United States are in a mess. All right. Believe it or not, all of that was background to this article. I want you to listen to this. And to me, this, this article says it all. Whether the United States realize it or not, they are being abandoned by their allies, and the allies are taking their own steps for their own security. Now, we're just getting started. Please don't get me wrong. We're just getting started in this process, but it will continue. Just think, we have three and a half more years, dreadful years, no doubt, of the Biden-Nenko misadministration. So we're just getting started on this. Uh, by the end of that three and a half years, I think you're going to look at a completely reworked alliance system, and it's not going to be the mess of the United States leading the charge if they don't get their act together and pull their thumb out of their you-know-what. This article is titled, South Korea, Russia to Set Up Military Hotlines Defense Ministry. And I'm going to read you the whole thing. Then I'm going to read you the comment that accompanied this article in the email, which I just got today. This is Dateline Seoul, November 11th today, in other words. South Korea and Russia agreed Thursday to establish direct bilateral military hotlines 
to strengthen their communication to prevent accidental clashes at sea and in the air, Seoul's Defense Ministry said. Kim Sanjin, the ministry's Director General for International Policy, and Viktor Kalganov, Deputy Director of Russia's National Defense Control Center, signed the Memorandum of Understanding to set up a hotline between the two countries' navies and another between their air forces. The two countries have sought to deepen bilateral communication as Russian military aircraft entered South Korea's air defense identification zone multiple times in the past without prior notice, raising concerns about needless military tensions between the two countries. Through this memorandum of understanding, we expect that the two countries can forestall accidental clashes in the air and at sea by strengthening trust and communication between the military authorities of South Korea and Russia, the ministry said in a press release. It is also expected to contribute to a reduction of tensions and the establishment of peace in the region. One of the two hotlines is to be established for communication between South Korea's uh, Fleet Command and Russia's Pacific Fleet, while the other connects the Korean Air Force's First Master Control and Reporting Center and Russia's 11th and Air Defense Forces Army. So there you have it. Hotline now between South Korea and Russia. Watch that to expand. Uh, Watch that kind of bilateral stuff going on to expand. Now, I want to read you the accompanying email of the individual who sent that article to me. We'll just call him GB. And I'm reading this to you not only because I agree with it, because, but also because I have another proposition to toss out there for people to think about what's going on. GB says this, quote, To me, this is a bit of an eyebrow raiser. Since the U.S. has maintained a large military presence in South Korea for decades, yet here is South Korea establishing a military hotline with Russia. The Memorandum of Understanding's stated goal is to prevent clashes at sea and in the air, but I suspect that is the statement put forth for public consumption. If there is a country that absolutely knows the current broken state of the woke U.S. military, it's going to be South Korea. And in the halls of power in Seoul, they have probably reached the same conclusion that many other countries have about the rapid freefall decline of the United States. So South Korea, being the pragmatic people they are, have perhaps taken a step toward a realignment that will offer some sense of security. Perhaps they bear watching to see what else they do. And I'm in full agreement with that, and here's why. And I want you to ponder this speculation. It is my high-octane speculation of the day, but I want you to ponder it carefully. In a culture of simultaneous wokeism and gross corruption, as we saw with the metallurgist, doing this for a number of years and getting away with it, you cannot tell me that that fraud was not known before. And I can assure you that my contacts in the U.S. Navy are also very alarmed, at least the ones that I know that are of an older generation, 
are very alarmed not only about the state and design of their warships, but also of the training of the crews and officers manning them, okay? When you get to a state of that kind of corruption and that kind of use of the military for social experimentation, which is really all that's going on in the United States military right now, and again, like I say, the United States are in a mess at every level. What you do in that case is you fall back as you're designing your perfectly woke military, you fall back on two things that have been the underpinning and I believe also the undermining of the U.S. military, and that's your technological superiority and your ability to wreak destruction with instruments of mass destruction, not necessarily nuclear. So in other words, you're limiting your options to respond if you have a military this incompetent and this woke. And that means any response is going to be escalated ab initio. Uh, remember the press conference that was given a few years ago, uh, two or three years ago now, regarding Korea, North Korea in this case. And imagine you're sitting in Seoul and you're the South Korean military and you're listening to this exchange. An American general was asked what options were on the table in response to North Korea's latest shenanigans. And he said all options. And then the reporter, if you will recall, asked a very significant question. Does that include kinetic weapons? In other words, rods of God. And the general's answer was yes. So in other words, right there, we're being told that we are willing to escalate way beyond a conventional military response because we don't have a conventional military that is functional. The Chinese do, the Russians do, even India to a certain extent, Japan to a certain extent, everybody but us. So I'm very alarmed about this, folks, because it means that the any response right now that the U.S. has to make is is going to be based on those elements of the military that are most reliable. That's the technological aspect. And that would be an escalation way beyond what's necessary. So anyway, yeah, we will fight war, war from space. Exactly. Drone wars. Yeah. You know, remote control. Uh, and I guarantee you folks, the bottom line, here's the nasty, nasty, nasty secret about war. The bottom line is you can have all the sophisticated tanks, missiles, artillery, drones, airplanes, bombs, but in the final analysis, you have to send in the infantry if you're going to control the ground. That's the bottom line. And right now, it's not looking to me like we have a very practiced nor reliable military in that respect. So anyway, yeah, time to bring in the autonomous robots. Yeah, that's so don't get me started on the robot robotized military. <laughs> don't get me started. Um, it's it's a mess, folks. And I, you know, like I say, we've got three and a half more years of this disaster uh to contend with. So I hope uh I hope we're still around at the end of it. But the United States are a 
total, total mess. Anyway, yeah, and EMP, yeah, don't get me started. Harry Honkinen in the uh, chat room just says EMP polls could be problematic. Yeah, don't get me started. Watch the blog tomorrow, Harry, because I'm talking about EMP once again in connection with another one of my favorite subjects, which is why are they doing this? Anyway, all right, folks, I'll see you on the flip side. Don't forget, get your questions for the vid chat turned in before 10 o'clock this evening so that I can go through them, get them printed out, and sorted out the vid chats tomorrow, uh, U.S. Central Time, 2 o'clock, and I'll be in there early as usual for pre-chat. So anyway, that's it. Bye-bye for now, folks. We'll see you on the flip side. God bless.